0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you And with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said to them, All these I shall give you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, fun times for Jesus out in the desert and getting tempted by the devil and facing uh, the evil one head on and we know ultimately he will face him head on in the cro- on the cross when he dies takes upon himself the sins of the world and dies in our place and these temptations of Christ they were very real temptations and our lord shows us that temptations Can be conquered. The letter to the Hebrews says, He was like us in all things, but sin. And so even Jesus experienced temptations, and Jesus has reasons, he has good reasons to succumb to the temptations of the devil, but he doesn't. He has good reasons, but he doesn't. The first temptation, the desire to to turn stones into bread. Christ has a good reason. He's hungry. He hasn't eaten for 40 days. And so he has a good reason. Yeah, why, why don't I just do that? But our Lord overcomes that temptation, and he overcomes the temptation of the flesh. The second temptation that our Lord experiences is... To prove to the world that he is the son of God. The devil takes him to the highest point of the temple and says, Throw yourself down and by some miracle you will show the entire world that you are the son of God. And Jesus has a good reason. (laughs) Because he does want to show the world that God has become man. So Jesus has a good reason to give in to this temptation. But he doesn't. He doesn't because he knows that he must follow the plan of his Father. And this is that great temptation to pride. That great temptation to pride that our Lord is able to to overcome. And actually, interestingly enough... The verse that the devil quotes is from Psalm 91, and it's one that the devil knows very well because it was the psalm that the Jewish exorcists would pray, <laughs> so the devil probably heard this a lot, <laughs> and, and he quotes it out of context, but he, but he quotes it, and you know, and our Lord obviously has come into this world to conquer the world and to bring people back to God. And he wants to show the world that he is the Son of God. But he is also humble, and he knows that he must follow the plan of his Father. And the final temptation is our Lord taken up to a very high mountain and shown all the kingdoms of the world. And that's exactly what our Lord has come for, is to save the world. So our Lord has, once again, a very good reason to give in to this temptation, because the devil is offering him an easy way for him to fulfill the purpose and the reason for which he came. Our Lord, once again, has a good reason, and he does not give in. And this is that great temptation to possessions, to take, to accumulate, to have. Jesus is the new Adam, and Jesus overcomes what the first Adam could not overcome, and Jesus shows us that we too can overcome temptations. In our first reading today, we actually have the three reasons for the first fall. We have the three reasons for original sin. We read in the book of Genesis, the woman saw that the tree was, one, good for food. The woman saw that the tree was, two, pleasing to the eyes. And the woman saw, the third reason, that it was desirable for gaining wisdom. And the early Jews, they would have known about this. They would have known about the three fold reason for the original fall and for original sin entering into this world. And so she took of its fruit, she ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it as well. Adam could not overcome that temptation. He couldn't overcome the fact that that fruit looked good for food. He couldn't overcome the fact that it was pleasing to his eyes. He couldn't overcome the temptation that it was a desirable thing to gain wisdom. You will become like God. Our Lord goes out into the desert and he himself conquers the temptation. Our Lord conquers sin. And the desert for the Jews was a very important place. Because it was a place of... Hardship. It was a pra- place of dryness. It was a place of encounter. It was a place of encountering oneself. It was a place of encountering God. And our Lord, he goes out to the desert. And it is there that he encounters himself. Because as we know, Christ was true God and true man. And so he himself experienced the the poles of this world, he experienced the poles of the flesh. and our Lord goes out and He conquers. And our Lord does battle. Our Lord does battle, just as Adam should have done battle, right? instead of getting sucked into the wiles of the devil. Our Lord does battle. And so we too are invited to do battle in our lives. You know, in each and every day, we experience the temptations, we experience uh, the difficulties, we experience the hardships, we experience the, do- the, the, the desert of our lives. Where we encounter ourselves, where we encounter the weakness of ourselves. And so really quickly, I just want to go through three ways to help us to do battle against the devil. And the first way is to remember who we are. To remember who we are. How does the devil tempt Adam and Eve? He says, you will become like God. If you eat from this fruit, you will become like God. What should Adam and Eve have said? (laughs) I already am like God. (laughs) I already am like God. I don't have to eat a piece of fruit to prove To myself or to prove to God who I am. I already am like God. Remember who we are. How does the devil tempt Jesus? If you are the Son of God. If you are the Son of God. Lucky for us, Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was the Son of God. And he didn't have to, to prove himself to anybody. And least of all, did he have to prove himself to the devil. To remember who we are. And so often the devil tempts us with gifts and with things that he actually can't give. Divinity is not something that the devil can give. Peace is not something that the devil can give. Tranquility is not something that the devil can give. All of those things are gifts from God himself. Remember who we are. The second way for us to battle with the devil this is probably the hard one, is to maintain peace in the midst of the battle. To maintain peace in the midst of the battle. To accept who we are, which is the first step in maintaining peace. Look, we will fall. <laughs> we will sin. And that's exactly why we need Jesus. And so accepting that, accepting that reality, actually it was pretty awesome. Yesterday we did first confessions for, for all the kids. Um, I think most of them were actually pretty excited to walk out of there. You know? Like, hey, hey, let me do that again. <laughs> like, don't worry, you'll have plenty of opportunity. <laughs> you know? So we will fall. But what happens when we sin? What happened when Adam and Eve fell? Right? They went and they hid from God. Right? Their shame led them to hide from God. They couldn't face God. And fear entered into their life. As if God can't love them anymore or if God doesn't want to love them anymore. You know, that shame has led them to feel as if now they're all of a sudden separated from God. And we lose our peace and fear begins to enter into our life. Maintain peace in the midst of the battle. Maintain peace in the midst of the battle. Maintain peace in the midst of those moments when we do fall. And I'll be honest, I mean, the church, Jesus, (laughs) gives us, I won't say easy, but a simple way to be reconciled with God. Confession is a simple way. From an objective perspective, you walk into a box, you say your sins, you get a penance, and you walk out. I know it's not easy all the time, but just to maintain that peace. To maintain that peace that our Lord continually wants to give us. Remember who we are. Maintain peace in the midst of the battle. And to remember our first love. In the book of Revelation, our Lord condemns a few of the cities at the beginning of the book of Revelation because they forgot their first love. They forgot that God loves them. And that's what we have to remember, our first love, that God has first loved us. And because God has loved us, we can exist. Because God has loved us, we too can love. And God never ceases to love us. It doesn't matter how big our sins are. It doesn't matter what we may have done in our life. God continues to love us. And as if God didn't know that Adam and Eve had eaten from the fruit, and yet he still showed up in the garden to meet with them and to walk with them. He still showed up there. And so we too must remember our first love. Remember that it is God who loves us. It is God who gives us life. Such a simple thing, but so easily forgotten. And this is why our Lord, throughout his temptations, he continually referred back to God. Because he knew that his father and his father's plan was his ultimate purpose, and what would ultimately bring him fulfillment in his life. As we begin this season of Lent by venturing into the desert with Christ, let us direct our petitions with confidence to our Heavenly
1: Father. That the good news of salvation announced through the world may enlighten those who do not yet believe in God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for an end to violence, greed, and hatred, and that the peace of Christ will reign in the world of truth. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those preparing to enter the church at Easter, who will come forward today for the rite of election, that they will be blessed in these days of preparation. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase of vocations to the priesthood and to the consecrated life. That the love of God will draw many souls to commit their lives to him. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Larry Bass. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers that God, in his mercy, will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed
0: the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. We also pray for healing and for courage for Leslie and her family. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring these petitions to you, trusting in your providential love and care. Please hear and answer them. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.